Our topic for the morning is an inherited faith, drawing from the first seven verses of the second chapter of Timothy, Paul's letter to his young colleague. And I invite you to listen as I read these verses. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Friends, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Let us pray. O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. During the past several weeks, many of you have ushered children back to school, sent kids off to college, and if you are a teacher yourself, gone back to the classroom. And here at the church, our Christian education staff and volunteers have been hard at work getting ready for a new Sunday school year, a new confirmation journey, Barb and Noel in the midst of beginning all the new choir rehearsals for all ages. Many of you gathered here have memories of taking part in similar events church-wise in your own life, beginning a new school year, starting Sunday school, going through confirmation, singing in a choir. And I entreat those of you who did not grow up in a church setting to indulge those who did just for a moment. I invite you to think back to your earliest memories of church. What do you remember about this experience? Maybe you remember sitting with your father or mother or grandfather or grandmother in a hard pew, listening to but not really hearing the words coming from the mouth of the minister. Maybe you remember a, son, a particular Sunday school class or teacher. And you can even picture how the room looked and perhaps remember where you sat and who perhaps even sat beside you. Maybe your memories are of vacation Bible school, the fun and fellowship of being with friends. On the other hand, maybe your memories aren't particularly pleasant. Maybe your, those memories involve fear and anxiety as the nature of a loving God was distorted in some way. Or maybe your earliest memories of church lead you to remember saying your prayers at night at your bedside. The family gathered together even. Perhaps you recall sitting around the breakfast or dinner table, your father or mother reading from a Bible storybook or perhaps the Bible itself. Well, the reason that many of us can engage in such an exercise is because many of us have what I would term an inherited faith. 
I would suspect that most of us, and surely there are exceptions, most of us here have memories of church experiences or Christian experiences from home dating back to early childhood. For the large part, we are a people who possess an inherited faith. One of the most sublime passages in all of Scripture, in my opinion, is found in Paul's letter to Timothy. As I remember your tears, I long day and night to see you that I may be filled, not yet, Rob, that I, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your mother, your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. You see, Timothy was already a person of faith by the time he came into contact with Paul in his hometown of Lystra. And surely this was due to the training, the teaching, the care, the nurture that was given to him by his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. He learned of God and God's relationship with his people Israel, and later of Jesus and, and, and his life, death, and resurrection first from his family members, and most likely could recall memories such, much like those we recalled moments ago, special times spent with family members and friends. Timothy too, even in the first century, was the possessor of an inherited faith. What is the nature of the faith that the children and youth of First Caldwell are inheriting? What memories are you as individual Christians, as parents, as grandparents, providing for your children, your grandchildren? When the children of our church family grow up, what will their memories of Sunday school and church be? Will our children's memories be of caring and enthusiastic teachers, smiles and hugs, attractive rooms that encourage and heighten interest, and interested and committed leadership that takes seriously the task of ensuring that the faith the next generation inherits is one that will remain intact even in the most trying of circumstances? Are we taking seriously the promise we make at a child's baptism to love and nurture him or her and to help them to grow to be faithful disciples? What is the nature of the faith that the children of First Caldwell are inheriting? You know, we commissioned Sunday school teachers and volunteers just a few minutes ago, and each year we do so, I am reminded of an experience I had at the first church I served, the, the Augusta Stone Presbyterian Church in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. I was leading a teacher training class in preparation for a new program year, and one of the teachers took me aside after the workshop, and it was a workshop in which I had, you know, profusely thanked teachers for agreeing to teach, and this wise, theologically astute grandmother named Marianne Rubush took me aside and said to me, Rick, teaching Sunday school should be looked on as a privilege, not as a duty that is to be begrudgingly accepted. Don't thank me for doing something that is a privilege. I should be thanking the committee for inviting me to teach. Luke tells of how Jesus has a man who has a servant pose the question, do I thank the servant because he, was, he did what was commanded? 
So you also, when you have done all that is commanded you, say, we have only done what is our duty. Our duty? What is our duty? It's pretty much summed up in the passage from Deuteronomy referred to as the Shema. Now, now Rob, you can put it up. It reads, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day will be upon your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. Responding in faith, we pass on the faith we have inherited. But it takes more than simply having dedicated Sunday school teachers to nurture our children in faith. Remember on whose lap Timothy learned. A wise educator once asked, how do we convince parents that spiritual development of their children is just as important and needs to be just as intentional as learning to read or practicing the piano scale or practicing your foul shots. Parents today want so much to be able to simply farm out their kids to the professionals to teach them skills, including matters of the faith. How do we get parents to understand that building a spiritual interior starts not in the Sunday school classroom, but in the living rooms and dining rooms and bedrooms of the homes in which they live? I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother and your mother, and now I am sure dwells in you. What faith will dwell in the hearts and minds of the young persons who grew up in this congregation? What memories will they have? What is the nature of the faith which will dwell in the hearts and minds of the young people who grow up in, in this congregation? Friends, let's make sure we take seriously the vow we make at baptism to love and nurture our children and to help them grow as faithful disciples. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the gift of faith. Help us not to take it for granted or just be casual about it, but take it seriously. Help us to who are parents to love our children by sharing our own personal experience with them of the faith so that they might grow up to be able to weather the storms of life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.